What's up, everyone, and welcome to episode nine of Some Kind of Podcast. This is a podcast where we entertain you by discussing what entertains us. I am your host, Christian, and I'm here with my co-host today, Tim. Uh, Biblion Mambawebe. Yeah, and uh, Cody. Hello. Uh, so we're trying out a new format for recording and launching content where we will now be recording on Sundays rather than Wednesdays and releasing uh, the content still uh, as per usual on Tuesday mornings. This is to make sure that we are bringing, able to bring you all the news from the entertainment industry each and every week uh, with a shorter turnaround around launch for each and every podcast. Um, and the added benefit of this is that we will now actually have two episodes uh, released this week. By the time you actually are listening to this, episode eight, 25 Years of Pokemon is already live on your favorite podcast servers and YouTube. In that episode, we talked at length about our favorite memories with the franchise, our favorite starters, and so much more. If you are a lifelong Pokemon master just like us, go check it out and make sure to like and subscribe. In a few of our past episodes, we have all mentioned our love of the Marvel Cinematic Universe and the show we have recently become intrigued by WandaVision. So our topic of the show will be covering the finale of WandaVision and how that leads the MCU into its next phase as well as, you know, just our general predictions for kind of the road ahead for the MCU, but more on that later. So guys, I want to start this show off by doing a little bit of what you've been playing and watching. Tim, do you want us to start us off? Tell us a little bit about what you've been doing over the past week. Yeah. Um, so I've been playing Persona 5 Strikers, um, still trying to go for a plat run. How um, many hours in are you? Uh, only like 14 actually okay um well maybe well actually i made more for 18 i kind of played a little bit uh, more the other day the persona like five or whatever like the base game or even persona five rail like it's like 100 hour plus do you think yeah. strikers is going to be in that no. same ballpark okay no we're talking 50 to 60 maybe okay um because <clears throat> not to get too deep into like what actually is happening but you know i'm already two air i've already completed two areas i'm only 14 hours in okay so, how many do you know i think there's seven or okay. eight but i've already completed two and in persona 5 14 hours in you're not even done with one yet mm -hmm. so um it is definitely a lot shorter than persona 5 which is probably a good thing because i don't have as much time currently because i just have so much going on to invest in it like i would if with persona 5 Right. Um, but anyway, <clears throat> kind of tying into that to what other things that we do here on um, some kind of entertainment. Um, we we'll have a review coming out, hopefully, in the next couple of days. Um, I think that Cody to work on doing it um, of Persona 5 Royal. Um, it, it'll be, it'll have some minor spoilers, but nothing major, that nothing you can't find from the trailer um, as far as the story goes. And gameplay wise you know <clears throat> only the basic kind of setup for it so you know if you are listening to this and you're liked our youtube channel give me a look out for that um besides that i've been sorry go ahead cody i was gonna say is it a royal review or not strikers? royal sorry strikers review okay strikers review not persona gotcha. royal too many different persona games i've been playing <laughs> <laughs> there's like 80,000. 80, um persona 5 strikers review is the one i'll be doing okay. not royal um uh besides that i've been watch still watching modern family um on season eight of 11 and i'm just burning through it um because there's 22 episodes on average per season was this uh, your just... first run through of the show or is this yeah i've watched never it? watched it before never so okay 
Yeah, because um, it's been on my radar and I just haven't gotten to it yet. It's so good. What's it I on? Mean, I, uh, Hulu. Okay. Um, I mean, I'm a sucker for a sitcom, as I've said many times before. So uh, from the from the jump, I knew I was going to like it, and I do. So, uh, and then I started Squidbillies because um, a dude from work was like, "Hey, I want somebody to talk to about this show." here's the first season please go watch it and i was like okay so i watched like three or four episodes last night and uh i don't know how i feel about it yet yeah it's real weird um and i don't really like the art style but Mm -hmm. i guess that's supposed to be part of the joke (laughs) is that the art style is really weird i don't know um we'll see how it goes i still have 16 more episodes to watch but the good thing about squidbilly is that they're only like 11 minutes long it's like the regular show mm-hmm. uh, which i love the regular show so uh, i started doing that and i've been reading because we talked about um pen dragon somehow in the last episodes and i was like oh i really want to reread that so i got a bonus and i bought the 10 book series collection uh through nice. amazon which just arrived today I was reading them. The first one you can get um, through Kindle Unlimited, which I have. So I read that for free. But uh, I got the other. Well, I got the 10 in a day, but the other nine I need to read came in a day. So that's what I've been doing. Cool. Cool, cool, cool. <clears throat> Cody, what job about you, man? Oh, God. Uh, I've just constantly binging Critical Role. I'm like... 86 episodes in or something like that of 121. How long is each episode? Four hours. <laughs> like four hours. <laughs> Damn. Uh, they're so good, though. They're so good. Um, like, I, I can't recommend that, that enough. Um, other than that, playing a couple games with uh, you guys, like a way out. Um call of duty that's really about it yeah nothing nothing crazy on my end also to be fair it's a very short turnaround from the last episode we recorded so it's not really a week it's like a couple days at this point yeah like three or four uh well cool what about you christian what have Uh, you been playing yeah, so on my end, I'm still rewatching Friends. I'm on like season nine of ten. Um, just kind of have that on the background. It's at this point, it's like comfort fuel. Uh, keeping up to date with WandaVision. I mean, that's only like an episode of a week. Oh well, I mean, okay, I watched WandaVision. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, we'll talk about that later, though. Um, yeah. And then I did get uh, at the start of the month uh, earlier this week. PlayStation Plus put out the free game of the month, uh, um, and for the PlayStation Five, it's a game called Maquette. Maquette. Really don't know how you say it. Anyway, I played we'll it, I tried it out and uh and finished it. And uh, it's a pretty cool game. Uh it's described as a first person recursive puzzle game that takes you into a world where every building, plant, object are simultaneously tiny and staggeringly huge. Head into the center of the world and you'll feel like a giant towering over buildings and walls, but venture further out and start to feel like as things get larger and larger, to the point where cracks in the ground become chasms. In Maquette, you will explore the scales of everyday problems in a modern-day love story, where sometimes the smallest of issues can in insurmountable objects. So, so what? What, <laughs> what is so this game? It's a, 
it's a puzzle platformer that like his the the story plot line of the game is tied to like a love story between these two people uh i honestly playing through it could have cared less about the story plot line i just really love to i like especially as like a uh palette cleanser between like really open world games that you have to like put a lot of hours into i really like to pick up like an indie game or like a like that's a puzzle platformer that's probably only what like 10 and 10 hours or less which is just something quick to do i originally was gonna platinum it and then i realized that like a, like about a third of the trophy list for the game was speed running all the levels and i was like ah, i don't want to do that oh no that's just as bad as multiplayer yeah so i uh i, I just did the once through it took me about uh, I don't know, six hours or so to get all the way through it. Mm. Not a really long game. If you got a PlayStation 5, um, you're subscribed to PlayStation Plus, it's worth at least a, a little bit of playthrough just to try it out. If you don't like puzzle platformers, then maybe not. Um, but it was cool because, I mean, like, I never really even heard about this game until, like, they were like, here's the, like, you know, free game of the month. And I kind of knew about Final Fantasy VII for the four. And I can't even remember the other one. It's a VR game. A VR game? Okay. Um, and I heard about those, but I didn't hear anything about this game. And so when it came out, I was like, what the heck even is this? So I looked it up. And then as soon as I saw it was a puzzle platform, I was like, oh, okay, I mean, it's free. I'll try it. We'll talk. I didn't know this was a thing until you started reading it. So, <laughs> okay. Well, yeah. yeah, check it out. Yeah. As soon as you turn on your PlayStation five, it's, uh, I think for the entire month of March, uh, able to do a yeah, free download on it. So, yeah, I'll definitely, um, Maybe, um, I mean, it's free, so I can pick yeah. it up. And I was going to say, no, might as well at least There's no consequence. Library, right. Um, you can always yeah. download it and play it at a later time as, soon, as long as you add it to your library. Um, but other than that, um, like Cody was saying before, we finally picked up a way out after like two years of contemplating whether or not we should play it. So what's a way out? <laughs> so it's a way uh, out. not worth the money. Oh. It's a... Uh, <laughs> We've been waiting to get it on sale, and in hindsight, we probably just should have waited. We should have waited until it was on sale. Was uh, it really not that good? So it's okay. The the beginning, it's probably Cody. How long do you think it took us to get through it? Okay, so first of all, what is it? It's it's <laughs> a well, it's not what it seems like. So the game it was advertised as a prison escape game, where you're finding a way out of prison. Okay, hence the way out. And it's right. the whole game is split screen whether you're playing online or not, which is kind of irritating. Okay. Um, the prison part was really cool. Yeah. But so like you have to, you have to play the game co-op. Like you can't do it single player and you have okay. to cooperatively like, like communicate back and forth and be like, Hey, there's a guard coming, like stop doing what you're doing or like stop unscrewing like the bolt on the wall. He's going to catch you and like, you know, like work together with teamwork so that you can get out of prison. Okay. And when they marketed it and when they advertised it, Godin and I thought that that was going to be like a majority of the game was finding a way out of prison. That's only like what, like the first third of the game? If that. I'll make maybe the first it's, fourth. It, like, it's like the first three episodes out of like 15. Oh, is it episodic? Not uh, chapters. No, telltale. Yeah, it's yeah, like no, chapters. Okay. chapters. And there's like, there's like 15 or 16 chapters and the first three are in prison. Yeah. Um, and granted, I really enjoyed the ones that were in prison, yeah. but as soon as you got out, they kind of like leaned on the plot a little too much, which I really didn't care about. Like I was really more into the whole 
having to communicate teamwork cooperative thing since there's not many or not not a huge library of cooperative games that you can just pick up and play especially online um but anyway we uh, we did it we platinumed it as soon as we platinumed it we deleted it but yeah. uh, <laughs> fun fact you don't actually have to finish the game to get the platinum yeah also true you don't have to finish nope. it to get the platinum trophy I've never heard of a game where you don't nope. have to finish I'm pretty sure there's a whole, the like, trip. two chapters bef- uh, that are after the Platinum. Yep. It's kind of weird. I think the only other game that I've done that with uh, messing around trying to get a Platinum was Undertale. And Undertale, like, I think you only have to get, like, 75% of the way through the game. And then, like, I want to play Undertale really badly. And every time I pick it up, it seems like a game I'd be into. Mm-hmm. But for whatever reason, I can just not get into it. So I will say I enjoyed it, but I do think it falls in that category of games that just doesn't live up to like how astronomically hyped up the world has made it. Like it's not yeah. that good. It's good, but it's not that good. Because like, uh, isn't the whole point that like, you can get through the game and not have to kill a single person? Yeah. So like, essentially, like at the beginning parts of the game, you're trying to like make your way past like certain, you know, like bosses or obstacles. And there's a way to like kind of like talk your way out of stuff. But like it instantly prompts you with like, hey, you can just kill this guy. Um, And so like it's an easier for you right then because you just kill them and then you move past. But then those decisions make the end game so freaking hard that like it's almost unbeatable. So it's interesting. So, like, if you're crafty enough at the beginning and you can work your way past um, certain, like, bosses or enemies being passive, then when you get to the end, it's actually really easy. But then if you make, on the flip side of that, if you make the beginning half of the game, like, really easy, then the back half of the game is going to be extremely hard. Interesting. Yeah. So, I mean, it's it's an interesting concept. I think I kind of did, like, a little bit of both because, um, I mean, I remember the end being challenging but not unbeatable. Okay. Um, but, yeah. So, anyway, and... Um, our friend steven recommended little nightmares 2 to me which is another kind of puzzle platformer but this one kind of lays more with the whole like horror terror thing and uh it's interesting i saw the first one came out a couple years ago and since i love puzzle platformers so much i was really interested in it but i have this i love horror movies but i am really uneasy about games because they're just a little too immersive sometimes so it's kind Mm -hmm. of a little timid about picking this one up Um, did you play little nightmares one i didn't um i looked it up and little nightmares 2 was actually a prequel to the original game oh okay it's little nightmares 2 it actually takes place before it so i was like okay well you know that's fine i'll just go and pick this one up it also didn't help that you know of course my playstation 5 every single time i turned it on was like hey here's little nightmares 2 you should buy it and then i eventually after like the 10th time saying i was like yeah it's fine i'll just get it um I played through, uh, so it's in like five chapters. I played through the first two chapters and it was a little like, you know, there were moments of like jump scares, but nothing too bad. And then I got into chapter, it was about to start chapter three. It was actually last night. Um, we were playing, uh, Cody, Steven, and I were playing Call of Duty. Cody hopped off and Steven was like, where are you in the Little Nightmares 2? I was like, I'm about to start chapter three. And he was like, oh, can I watch? And so I should have known when he said that, that chapter three was going to be bad yeah let me tell you what i have not been that terrified playing a game since like uh outlast on the playstation 4 it was horrible not gonna spoil anything a bunch of jump scares so it's one of those things where like you at one point you have to flip off the lights and there are all these mannequins around and the mannequins won't move unless it's dark 
but then all the lights in this entire building go out and the only light that you have is a flashlight and so if you point the light on these mannequins that are trying to kill you and eat you then they'll pause but since there's a bunch of them you have to keep like flickering back and forth between all these mannequins and it's like pitch black and it's it, it was i was not a fan it was it was really creeping me out uh, yeah, that sounds asking, terrible <laughs> ashley was watching over my shoulder from another room and she was just like what the crap is going on um but yeah, so, I mean, it's fun. Uh, I will definitely finish the game and everything. Uh, I, as of this moment, I'm set on platinuming it. It doesn't seem like too bad, uh, too hard of one. Are you going to go and play Little Nightmares? Huh? You're, You're going to go play, play Little one? Nightmares? Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, I mean, it depends on how the much the rest of this scares the crap out of me. Um, but I'm enjoying the puzzle, like, platforming aspect of it. Like, it's, it's created and uh, developed really well. So I highly recommend it, especially if you're a fan of horror. Um, but yeah, no, I think I'll make that judgment call after I finish this game. I am not a fan of horror, as you can tell from my Resident Evil 4 playthroughs. <laughs> well, your Resident Evil 4 playthroughs aren't so much about the horror. True, it's, it's more about my frustration. It's just your frustration. Mechanics. That's why I can't wait till you play 7. Yeah, I kind of just want to play 7 just to get it out of the way. But I know me and Christian can play 5 next, so. Well, we can play them in any order. I know, I know, I know. I know. Let me just be. <laughs> All righty, guys. So uh, now that that's out of the way, I'm going to move right into the next part of the show. Uh, we're going to do another round of Stephen's recommendations. Stephen's recommendations. Sorry. I don't know why I sung that. You're good. It's uh, late. Okay, it's late. <laughs> yeah, it is late. It is late. Uh, so for those of you that don't know, this is where our buddy Stephen recommends something awesome for us to try. Uh, sometimes it's a video game. Sometimes it's uh, like a fast food, some sort of food. Um, but this time it's actually a Japanese candy with the brand name Kasugai? Kasugi? 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 Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, sure. We'll go with Kasugi. It's a cool looking like uh, gummy candy that's found on like the international aisle in your local grocery store. Uh, we yeah. tried out watermelon and peach uh, is what Stephen recommended. Uh, so what did you guys think of it? So... Um... <laughs> how, to, how, to, how, to, how to describe this um <laughs> it is interesting it's it's almost okay so when you go and get it they're in these little tiny packages um and there's obviously a peach and watermelon one and they're very i don't want to say this the, this play like can they're very japanese <laughs> in like you know the bold lettering you know how you would see like, like something japanese commercial it's very big lettering and all that stuff but anyway um there when you open it up it's they, they, they almost like the consistency of like a gummy lifesaver um but there's no circle it's just like like a droplet like if you imagine like a gummy lifesaver but the middle is filled in that's kind of what like the consistency is like and there's this weird i can't describe it like powder it's it's not sugar because it's not granulated like that but it's not really like a powdered sugar either because it doesn't like just flake everywhere it's almost like a flower kind of thing i don't know if it's i'm guessing it's there to keep um them from sticking together um but both the the peach and the watermelon are both pink so I was kind of like, okay, so they just essentially took a gummy thing and put inject flavor into it. Um, and 
you know, I'm trying to be a little bit more health conscious right now. So one pack is only 200 calories, which is pretty good. Um, so, and, you know, like in the grocery store where I'm at, it was only like two bucks. So it's like, okay, this isn't that bad of a little snack here to try out. Um, but just weird because like you would expect like the watermelon to be like red or green or something, but they're, they're both like these little pink lifesavers almost. Um, anyway, um, the watermelon, like the, the watermelon was pretty tasty, but I, I actually preferred the peach, um, which is actually saying something for me because I don't really like a lot of peach flavored things. Yeah. I don't um, know so, um, like I can do with a peach milkshake when like Chick-fil-A has their peach milkshakes. I can throw down on that. But other than that, I don't really mess around with peach too much. I don't even really like peach cobbler all that much. I don't know how um, many times I can quit this podcast with you two. <laughs> like, holy, oh my God. Just not a fan of peach, man. Um, but I like the peach more than the watermelon. So anyway, go ahead, okay. Cody, with I, your thoughts. I, let me collect myself. <laughs> um, yeah, Tim's description is pretty accurate. Um. I, the the peach was definitely better than the watermelon. Um, I love peach uh, and watermelon. I think I like watermelon more, but uh, those candies, the peach was better. I, I I almost think the the watermelon with that like that coating, they almost tasted too dry. See, it mine had like a weird like it gave like the watermelon like with the the. Because the textures of the two things are the same. It's so weird. Yeah. I swear, like the watermelon almost had more of that kind of film kind of stuff on it. Yeah. Okay. So for you too. Okay. Um, and it gave it like a, like a weird kind of like aftertaste. The peach didn't have. Yeah. Maybe the peach was a little bit more predominant. It cut through that. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know if they what kind of artificial flavoring they used, or if it was just that powder stuff, but. Um... The peach didn't have a lingering aftertaste that wasn't, you know, unpleasant. But, I mean, both are good. If I have to, you know, rate it. Yeah, how many Stevens out of 10 are you going to give it? I'd give it like, I'd give the peach seven. I'd give the watermelon five. <laughs> yeah, I think okay. that's fair. That's, that's what I'd give it. Okay. I was going to do this whole thing where I lied and said I tried it, but I, uh... <laughs> Christian could have, you had difficulty finding it though, right? I did. Yeah. I did try to find it in my, in my defense. I went to two, three grocery stores and I just, I couldn't find it. Granted, I'm still can't walk and rely on my wife to find things for me. So it might've just been that it was like, and she's also Are you throwing Ashley under the bus here. Okay. A, a little bit, a little bit. Ashley, when you, you know, listen to this, know that Christian threw you under the bus. Cause I mean, she's short, you know, so it might've just been like out of wow. sight. Wow. <laughs> wow. All right. <laughs> if you're near a Harris Teeter and you're listening to this, they're in the international aisle. What Christian doesn't know is that you're in the Harris Teeter and you go in the international aisle, they're in the middle of the aisle, like on the on the case. It's right there in the middle. You don't okay. have to reach for it. It's been like a couple months since I've been in a grocery store because I'm handicapped right at the moment. So uh, <laughs> I've kind of forgotten what things are, look like. So I'm also oh. not near a Harris Teeter. That's true. That's true. We got like a Piggly Wiggly. Uh, that's also a Carolina thing. Is uh, it really? I <laughs> yeah. thought Piggly Wigglies were just like everywhere. No, it's like a Southern. I'm pretty sure it's a Carolina thing. So what, what should be a Southern do you have thing. out there? 
Uh, we have Price Cutter. We have Walmart. Okay. Target. Okay. Um, I think Price, Price Cutter is probably like on par with Harris Teeter as far as just like the way it's stylized. I don't think Price Cutter would be like a like a food line almost. See, that's what I was hoping. And then yeah. when it went in there for like five things and walked out and spent like fifty dollars, I was like, oh well, I guess that's an expensive store. I mean, let's be real here. Harris Teeter is like the expensive grocery store, isn't it? Oh yeah. yeah. Uh, not more expensive than Publix. Eh, I guess. Well, it's among the expensive ones. Y'all remember Win Dixie? I do remember <laughs> Win Dixie. I do. Anyway, we should probably stop talking about grocery stores. Uh, Christy, what were you saying before about not lying? <laughs> Next week on uh, some kind of podcast, we go through the grocery hey, stores around the, the whole thing is about what entertains us. And if we're entertained talking about grocery stores, let me tell you about that fruit aisle. Okay, first of all, S rank is Publix. All right. And then, no, just kidding. <laughs> not about right. Publix being S ranked. It is. Just, I'm not ranking them. Moving on. <laughs> Anywho, uh, we're going to scoot right along into the topic of the show, which, like I said before, is the MCU and the road ahead. Uh, we're going to talk for a bit about WandaVision. Uh, first of all, full spoiler warning. If you don't want to know yeah, what happened yeah. in WandaVision, just pause the podcast right here and come back and watch later. We promise it'll be right here waiting for you because we're going to talk about all the spoilers. So again, spoiler warning. All the spoilers. Uh, so yeah, we're going to talk about WandaVision, how it sets up the future of MCU. Uh, what exactly, um, you know, what exactly the end of WandaVision kind of leads into and uh, what that means for the next phase um, and what all of the other upcoming uh, Marvel content expected to release probably later this year, but debating uh, or judging kind of on like the past year or so. I mean, I guess that's all just like, you know, up in the air. Some of that might end up um, in 22. Yeah. Well, I think they're trying to set up, well, I don't really know. So but I think, you know, what the show is releasing when they're trying to release that things might be a little bit more permanent. I don't know. I'm not going to pretend like I know Disney because I don't. Moving on. Uh, so anyway, yeah. So let's start off the whole Marvel Cinematic Universe conversation with WandaVision. So guys, after we finish the show, um, and I know that like the general consensus between us was that like beginning was kind of like, what the heck? Um, but by the end, I think we can all agree that we we're all pretty infatuated and we're like at least interested to see where it was going. Um, but what are your overall we cannot. thoughts? We cannot agree on that. Huh? Yeah, Cody and I were talking when you were off camera. He was not a fan of the ending. All right. Well, <laughs> I'm just gonna, you know... <clears throat> But what's go ahead with your statement? We can talk about. Pretty it. sure I told you this yesterday. Anyway, what are your overall thoughts on the show? All right, I'll start. I'll ten start. out of ten. Right. I don't. Sorry, I like the show. I like the ending. Um, some of the stuff that Cody is going to bring up, I agree with him. However, from the standpoint of like the first Marvel kind of show. Um, I really enjoyed it. I mean, it did have that wonky start um, and it got really, really good. Um, and then, you know, it was building towards something that, you know, maybe didn't necessarily pay off like it should have, but overall, like it was, it was, it was good for what it was, you know, it, it's definitely, you know, there's not going to be any more WandaVision. It was definitely just a one-off show. It's just, it's just 10 episodes or sorry, nine episodes um, that, you know, it just is what it is and that's always going to be what it is. Um, you know, there's not going to be a season two of WandaVision. At least I don't think there is going to be ever right now, at least. Um, yeah, they haven't said anything. 
And it definitely sets up a lot of things. It sets up Doctor Strange too. It sets up Captain America, uh, not Captain America, Captain Marvel too. Um, in in those regards. So for the purpose that it, you know, did for the purpose it was trying to, uh, for what it was trying to do, it succeeded uh, in it. Um, it's just you know there were some points that uh, Cody, I'm sure, is about to talk here about in a minute that um, were true that um, didn't quite pay off. But anyway, go ahead, Cody. I, I thought it was a masterpiece. I don't... <laughs> Shut up! <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, yeah, I hated the first, like, three episodes. Three or four. Well, which one was it when they, they went out the bubble? It was four. It was four. Okay. Uh, the black and white stuff I hated. Um, like the sitcomy crap, I, the old old timey stuff, not a fan of. But that's just personal preference. Um, I like how they tied it in though with the flashback episode. Yeah, no, I, I was I was totally fine with that. I just think it should have just been like one episode. Yeah. Um, I really enjoyed the middle of the show, and then. They slowly start. It slowly started going downhill for me with like the last three episodes, because like they built up all this stuff and they had so much potential to go places with it, like the Quicksilver thing. I was like, they had. I had three theories. It was either gonna be Disney being cheeky and just being like, "Yeah, we're gonna use Evan Peters, but it's not what you think. He's really just Evan Peters, and he's just gonna be some random dude." Or it's actually Quicksilver from another universe being mind messed with. Uh, but nope, they they were just being cheeky, and his name was like Peter Boner or something stupid. Yeah, uh, like Chris Boner or something yeah. like that. And that I mean, of everything you're about to say, um, the what the way they filmed the ball with Evan Peters was actually the most upsetting to me. Yeah, that I I definitely think that was the biggest letdown. Like of the whole episode when I was watching the finale, that was the only part where I was like, "Really? Yeah." His last name's Boner. Um, uh, you think that's you think that's like a middle finger to Fox? It kind of felt like it, even though they own yeah. Fox. So we're gonna take your character. We're gonna name his name Boner. Yeah, I don't. <laughs> and he's uh, gonna make a joke about it. Yeah, uh, <laughs> Boner. Um, yeah. I wasn't a fan of that. I don't know why they went absolutely nowhere with um, Darcy. Her character was literally there for like five seconds. Like they built her up like she's going to be this big part of it. And then it was just like, where'd she go? Oh, she left. There was no reason for her to be in the bubble or whatever they were calling it. Yeah. Um, The Hex. The Hex. Yeah, there was no reason for her to be in it. She served no purpose. She didn't help vision to get to where he was going No, he she didn't stick around for the aftermath she played no part in the actual battle the only thing she really did was stop that guy and then just was like i'm out of here yeah she's she's beast um i don't know like i said i don't know if cat dennings was just like i'm done recording see you guys on next movie i don't know yeah i don't i don't know if that was a writing decision or a scheduling problem but it didn't work um and like I, I appreciate that they were setting Monica Rambeau up for Captain Marvel two. And you know, like setting up her character as Photon or Spectrum, whichever one they decide to go with. 
but like I feel like again they built her up to be this big part of it and then she had one moment and then they she had her end credit scene where they kind of set the Captain Marvel movie up and that was it uh I don't know it like the one thing that really kind of trips me out about the show is that like there was like I mean, I don't know it could pay off more in like Doctor Strange too but like from the ending of the show where the show ended you know Again, spoiler alerts, but I guess we're already past that point. Um, Wanda undoes all this stuff, and then she's just walking down the street, and everyone's like, we hate you. And then like all the police are there to arrest Wanda, and then she's just like, I'm going to leave, and they don't even try to stop her. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Christian, you've seen all of The Office, right? Yeah. So I, I, had, I, was, I, I told Tim this. Uh, my, my view overall on it was when Robert California thought that Kevin was a genius when he was talking about cookies and he kept trying to connect dots and he was like, Oh, it really is about this, that, and the other. Like you mean like this is this thing and that this means this. And Kevin was like, yeah. And then at the end he's like, you're really just talking about cookies, aren't you? Like that's, that's what the show was for me. Like they started building it up and I kept in my head was like, oh, this is going to go, this is going to go here. Her, her astrophysicist contact is going to be like Rhodey or Mr. Fantastic or the Hulk or something. And then it was just some military person that nobody's ever heard of. And then Quicksilver wasn't Quicksilver and they didn't do anything with any of these big moments. And I was like, oh, it, it was just cookies. That's 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 how I felt personally, at the end of it. Now I, I say but that it, I agree with this, Cody. But it was I still good. The show. I I did enjoy it, as as a starter to the MCU shows. I I didn't hate it. Like I thought the quality was really good. Uh, I think there's, it's a, it's a stepping off point, and I think that the future shows, uh, going forward, I think have a lot of potential. All right, so to be fair, to be fair, to be fair, you jumped down my throat. I was not going in the direction that I thought the show was absolutely amazing. I was going in the route that it has it had cool setups or potential to set things up for future shows. Yeah, yeah, I agree entirely with what you're saying. And the finale, especially the final battle in the finale, just kind of acted like it was boiling up to a head. It looked like it was going to be this big, awesome fight, and then it just kind of fizzled out. Yeah, it was nothing happened. Very anticlimactic. Um, but I mean, when she's missing, I was kind of like, she's doing this on purpose, clearly. In the grand scheme of things, as far as... Like, they're, like, they're drawing too much attention to the fact that she's missing. All right. In the grand scheme of things... Going into this show, I did not have that high of expectations because the show is centered around two characters of the MCU that I really didn't care about, honestly. It's also true. I And then going forward, a lot of the other... And I feel like that's kind of Disney's like answer to instead of everybody getting their own movie, they're going to take the like big fan favorites, give them a movie, and then everyone else just kind of gets put into a Disney Plus show. Um, I mean, that works. I mean, for me, yeah, yeah, I'm not mad at it. 
I'm not either. Uh, and I mean, Disney Plus also just, you know, finished putting out The Mandalorian, which is probably one of my favorite shows now. Yep. So absolutely. I definitely think the potential is there. And I think once they get the right footing, they'll definitely succeed at the, all the other future content. And we'll talk about that later. Um, but before we get too off track, I wanted to talk a little bit about some of the new characters um, that this show introduced. Um, one of these, of course, is White Vision or Anti Vision. Um, I think at the end of the show, you know, Vision kind of had this, they're technically the real Vision, had this moment with the White Vision where I guess he restored his memories. Well, the, the real Vision is the White Vision. Yeah. The, never mind. The Vision that looks like Vision. Sure, yeah. Restored the White Vision's memories. Yes. And then he said, huh, this is weird, and then flew off. Yeah, didn't stay so to, to help Wanda. Nothing. Just, yeah, that was that, that was the funny thing that I was kind of like, all right, if you know now that you are Vision, right, and you're like, I love Wanda, and she's in trouble, would you just fly off? I don't know. That was weird to me. Um, I did read something online where I guess the uh, that ver- uh, version of Vision is like, even though his memories was restored. He, I mean, he has, he knows all of the same things and it can remember everything now, but he's still incapable of feeling like emotions. So even though like he knows that he's supposed to be like in love with Wanda, he doesn't know the feeling of love because of the mind stone or whatever. Yeah. So he's out there somewhere and I'm sure they wouldn't have created him for no reason at all. So I'm sure he'll reappear in the future. Maybe in a movie or something. Yeah. Future movie yeah. future scene or something. Captain Marvel um, 2 or something right um and so the big question i had about vision or anti-vision is how do they have the ability to still shoot the beams out of their head if neither one of them have a mind stone technically um the vision that wanda created does have a piece of the mind stone yeah i'm not really sure how that works because like the way they implied it was that she was always a witch but then like the mind stones powers enhanced them or awoken them or something so she has a piece of the mind stone in her and that's what he was created from okay and the anti-vision was actually upgraded to be a military kind of robot yeah but he still was able to like phase through stuff yeah, it's just they it had just a little too many of like the exact same powers, and I I, I just thought that majority of those powers were just because of the mind. Stone. Yeah, because of the mind stone. And so if you took that away, it would just be like this like synthetic human. Because he's vibranium. Or yeah, vibranium or whatever. So um, I, yeah, I don't know. Hmm. Plot holes. Yeah, yeah that definitely is a plot hole. I, uh, I don't actually know. Yeah. Uh, so in the second character I wanted to talk about was Agatha Harkness, mm-hmm. which they made a big deal about her reveal. And I think it was episode. It was Agatha all along. It, it was episode oh. eight or seven, seven. Yeah. Um, so I, and I looked this one up as well. Um, and so in the comics uh, typically portrayed as Wanda's teacher or mentor, um, but she's also much, much older. So this, they're playing her role as much as very different mm-hmm. um, when they, uh, showed her on the screen in WandaVision. Um, so do you, you know, at the end of the show, you know, she was kind of involved in that big final battle and Wanda just kind of sealed her away um, inside, I guess, her house or something. I really don't know. She's um, stuck in um, 
Westview. She can't yeah, leave. Yeah. She's going to be the nosy neighbor. She's until, trapped inside her mind. Mm-hmm. Yeah, until Wanda or she figures out how to break that spell. Yeah. But I feel like she's going to come back up because like, even though like, you know, 100%. Even though Wanda is fully capable of like doing all the stuff on her own and knows how to like just miraculously do all these different spells without even casting anything, like there's this like Agatha is this like hecka old person who knows all these spells, knows all about the magic and all this stuff. Like I I fully expect her character to pop back up as some sort of like mentor character. I can kind of already see it right now. There's going to be something that comes up about witches or magic that both Doctor Strange and Wanda don't know anything about. Mm-hmm. And Wanda's going to have to go back to Westview and go back to Agatha. It's going to be a plot point in Doctor Strange 2. Yeah. That's where that's where I think they're going to continue. The, the WandaVision storyline is going to be Doctor Strange 2. I but also with Stephen Strange. Yeah. <laughs> Who is uh... the Sorcerer Supreme now? Who okay, so we need to talk about this real quick. Um, can we talk about how Wanda went from like B rank, like superhero, if we're being really honest, to like more powerful than Thanos, to more powerful than the Sorcerer Supreme, which doesn't make much sense to me, to like I guess she's on the level with like Captain Marvel now. Yeah. I wouldn't even call her a B rank. At the at, when she showed up in Ultron, she was D rank. All she could yeah. do was mess with people's minds, give them nightmares, and then she just got upgraded in Infinity War and was all of a sudden ultra powerful. And... We well, can assume that she's been training with the Avengers. That's fine. I, I, yeah, I can whatever. read in between the lines. Uh and then in WandaVision, she went from that to just like God level. So was it hinting at, you know, like in this, they they finally gave her the name, you know, Scarlet Witch, mm-hmm. saying that she's this uh, prophesized, you know, um, witch or whatever that's like ultra powerful, doesn't ever need to say a spell, can just like do whatever the heck she wants. Um, so I guess in the plot of the uh, of WandaVision, was it trying to insinuate that she was Scarlet Witch from the beginning, and then she was imbued with the powers of the Mind Stone, which just enhanced her abilities. I, that that's what they on? were alluding to. Yeah, okay. they never explicitly say it, but it is alluded to that Wanda may have had something to do with why the bomb never went off to kill her and Pietro, and that then they, she went and got tested on by the Scovian government or whatever. And she volunteered the Mind Stone. Oh yeah, she volunteered anyway. with Hydra. To keep her and her brother safe, and then the Mind Stone reacted to her abilities or something. So it, she definitely was enhanced because it also said, you know, Ag- as Agatha said, that you know, the Scarlet Witch isn't born; it's created. Yeah. So I... oh, that's right. Um. So then so, the lat. Sorry, go ahead, Tim. No, I was just gonna say, like, so it's alluded that, like, um. Wanda always had witch-like powers. It was just the Mind Stone enhanced them. Made the her the Scarlet be, Witch. Be, made her the Scarlet Witch, yeah. yeah. Uh, so the last two characters, it's not their first on-screen appearance um, for various different reasons. Um, 
But the third one I wanted to bring up was Monica Rambo. Mm-hmm. So of course you saw her as a kid in uh, Captain Marvel, which of course took I place. totally forgot about that too until um, I read about it online. Then I was like, oh, oh, that's how she knows Captain Marvel. Yeah, yeah. So she she's a kid in there. She's the daughter of Maria Rambo. Uh, Maria, of course, is the best friend of uh, uh, Captain Marvel. And so at the beginning of the season, it was stated that Maria passed away sometime during the blip. Um, Cause like at the beginning, I guess when they first showed Monica on screen, she like, when she returned out of the blip, she was like in the hospital looking for her mom and the doctor told her that she had passed. Um, and so now Monica with all the times that she went in and out of the, what was it called? The, like the force field. Oh, the hex, the hex, the hex. So now she's allegedly, I guess, peak have all has now developed powers of some sort and i guess the most common theory is that she's now photon from comics it, it's it's photon or um spectrum she she has like 20 different names in the comic I book mean, history she is actually captain marvel at one point yeah so hmm. i like you know how like bucky and falcon take on the mantle of captain america at some point she takes on the mantle of Captain Marvel at one point in the comics. I so. think they're going to go with Spectrum, just judging by the way that she could see the color spectrum. Hmm. Hmm. That's my guess. So when's the next on-screen appearance for her? Captain Marvel 2. Captain, Captain Marvel 2. She's confirmed for Captain Marvel 2. Do you think that's going to come up before or after the like Secret Invasion thing? Captain Marvel 2 is currently slated for 2022. Oh, is it? I don't think yeah. I even realized that. Yeah, currently, because I think Brie Larson started filming or is going to start filming soon. Yeah, mm-hmm. like okay. they're they're in production for Captain Marvel too. Okay, and then so the last character I just kind of wanted to bring up again. Also, by the way, I I mean she's going to go meet up with Nick Fury. I don't know if that was if anyone didn't know that or not. Right. Yeah, we'll talk yeah. about the uh, the, uh, the after the credit okay. scenes here in a okay. sec. Uh, so the last uh, character I wanted to bring up was uh, Pietro Pedro, Wanda's supposed brother, played by Evan Peters, um, who played Quicksilver in the X-Men universe before Disney bought them. And when he appeared on screen, everyone freaked out, thinking that there was going to be an X-Men crossover of some sort. And then it seemed in this final episode that, as you guys were talking about before, they just kind of played him off as being this random character that was controlled by Agatha. Yep. Yeah, so when I was watching Game of Thrones and Jamie just leaves Brienne in Winterfell, I was like, well, that was a waste of a character arc. Oh, yeah. And when this dude was just like, uh, I'm, I'm Chad Boner, <laughs> I was like, this was a waste of a character arc as it felt exactly the same way. Yep. Just so disappointed and just mad. And I know it's a silly thing to be mad about, but it's like you had so much you could have done with that and you just threw it away. So many opportunities just wasted. So- do you think that it was the what they did in the final episode was just a way to throw watchers off the trail? Like, do you think there's still potential for an X Men crossover? I mean, I there's hope, potential but... for anything, but they definitely played that off as if they don't have any plans to do it in these shows. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, the next the Doctor Strange is like. Doctor Strange and the multiverse madness or whatever, or madness of the multiverse. So like, 
legitimately anything's on the table, um, as I'll express probably when we talk about the overall opinion of the how one division is going to be on the MCU. Um, and so the after credit scenes, like Tim was bringing up a second ago, um, so I think the first one was with Monica Rambo, uh, Photon, whatever you want to call her, Spectrum meets with a member of an alien race uh, called Scrolls that appeared in Captain Marvel, mm-hmm. um, and says that she was sent by an old friend to request her help. Um, and she asks, you know, like where am I? Where are we going? And she just points up. So I think, like Tim was saying, it's alluding to space. Um, and what was the one? Like after credit scene, far from like, old, far away, Spider-Man far from home, far or whatever. from home. Yeah, that's Next. where like Nick Fury is in it, but he ends up being a, a scroll, and okay. then he's just up in space. So when he said he wants to meet you and point upwards, like you can assume it's probably Nick Fury. Nick Fury Nick, on the, the scroll spaceship. Yeah, up in space. Well, I think it was a sword, like space station, wasn't it? I think so. Yeah, I don't remember where it was. But I just know that he was hanging out with them. So. <laughs> So last time we saw Sam Jackson, so it makes sense that those two would meet up. Mm-hmm. So do you think the next time we see all of that happen, like we were saying before, that's going to be in Captain Marvel 2, then, you think? Probably. Well, I know that like for the, the actress that's playing Monica Rambo is confirmed for Captain Marvel 2, so she's going to be in it. So mm-hmm. I don't know if she's going to get the Disney Plus TV show treatment to get her own little thing. Probably not, because she kind of got her like uh, start starter backstory kind of thing in WandaVision. Mm-hmm. In fact, I feel like WandaVision was more about setting her up to be photon or spectrum than it was about Wanda, to be honest with you. Yeah. Um but she's she's gonna be in Captain Marvel too, for sure. Okay. Uh and so the last uh after credit scene, the very, very last one, it showed Wanda or now officially Scarlet Witch uh up in a cabin just kind of in the middle of nowhere, seemingly researching witchcraft, uh, when she hears the voices of her supposed children. Um, so kind of what do you guys think's going on here and what do you think it's alluding to? Um, well, she was totally doing the whole source of supreme thing where she was doing two things at the same time, so to speak, because she was drinking coffee, but then in her scarlet witchy form was also reading up on it, which is how I think, you know, is going to lead into her meeting up with Dr. Strange, even though I guess she already knows Dr. Strange, doesn't really have to meet up with him. She knows Dr. Strange, right? Do you know Dr. Yeah. Strange? I mean, at least from Endgame. Okay. Well, either way, um, you know, that's probably how they're going to tie Dr. Strange into Wanda. Um, as far as her kids go, I mean, maybe the reason she seeks out Dr. Strange for help is because she wants to go drag him back from another universe where they're alive. Um, it's, it's that or he goes after her because she's doing it. Yeah. Because, yeah, I guess this whole thing is to protect. Um, it, ooh, actually, that'd know. be kind of cool. I would actually like to see, like, Doctor Strange versus Scarlet Witch. That would be pretty cool. That was my theory for the movie that Wanda was going to be the, not the villain, catalyst. but the antagonist. The catalyst, so yeah. to speak. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, and so you guys kind of touched on this before. Um, so do you think WandaVision is just a one-off? Like, do you think it's a once and done thing? Yeah. Yeah. I think they're only, I mean, if it's not going to be anytime soon, if they're going to do another, because, you know, first of all, we don't know what's going on with Vision or if the two are even going to, you know, I'm assuming they're going to probably meet up again at some point, but we don't know when or how or why or what Vision's going to be like. Because, Three movies you know, down the road. Yeah. You know, who knows? So, 
um there's that and uh yeah okay so what best guess um what all things that were alluded to or built up within wandavision do you think will connect to the next phase of mcu other than monica yeah other than monica I, I mean, I, I'm sure Vision will show up in Captain Marvel. You think it's gonna be that soon? It's gonna be Captain Marvel or Guardians. Like, it, I think they should just leave him alone until like almost next Avengers movie. Like, it should be a while before we see Vision again. Now, is that do I think that's gonna happen? No, but it's, that's e- it's either that or he happen. shows up in Doctor Strange. You know what I mean? Like, like. It's either going to be really soon or it's going to be years before we see Vision again. Like, I don't think there's a middle ground. I think it's, it's like you said, it's either the next Avengers movie. I kind of hope it's years. Just, you know, maybe the anti-Vision has to go find himself. <laughs> he becomes a silver surfer. Maybe. Hey. There you go. How's your crossover? Tie in the Fantastic Four. I hope they um, don't do that. You don't, I, mean, I don't want him part... to just become another character. Oh, I don't think I, I wasn't being serious. I don't think he's gonna. I mean, I hope he doesn't become a silver <laughs> Chris surfer. Evans did it. Huh? Did Chris Evans did it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, but no, since they like just let all of their cool buildups fall flat, I don't know anything else that's gonna tie into anything. Yeah, see, here's what bothers me about, um, like kind of where I hope they're not doing right now is that like one of the cool aspects about Endgame, even Infinity War, was that you know the Avengers had consequences for their actions. Like you know, it wasn't just there is problems and we're going to come in and save the day and then we're all going to go eat shawarma. You know what I mean? Like there was consequences and like they had casualties. And now it seems like you know they brought Vision back in WandaVision. Um, you know, I don't know about Black Widow, but I swear to God, if I watch this movie come May when it comes out, I hope, and they somehow bring Natalia back, it's just kind of like, right, like, what's the whole, what, there was really no point because, and now, you know, with Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness, whatever the movie is called, you know, like, anything can be on the table, you know. You know, I assume that, like, people like RDJ is, is done with Iron Man and Chris Evans is, you know, supposedly done with captain america but it's just like all the other casualties was they really you know like they had an opportunity to take you know something and like move forward with like maybe the new avengers and like the new you know you know have falcon take up the mantle of captain america and you know bring in the x-men bring in the x-men they it just seems like they're kind of bringing and like, I don't have a problem with, you know, Black Widow's in there, and I don't have a problem with Vision being back. It's nice to see him again, but it's just kind of like, you had an opportunity to do something new. And honestly, up until Endgame, some of the characters that you see a lot were getting kind of stable, in my opinion. Yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, like, I don't... I mean, I guess, like, you know, Cody was saying before, like, I mean, anything can happen. I don't, I think Disney at this point and Marvel is going to try to move forward to, like, the next phase. I think that was the whole part of, you know, like, of course, Black Widow got killed off. Um, uh, Iron Man, of course, is gone. I'm assuming by this point, uh, (laughs) Captain America is just dead of old age. Uh, 
uh, or he's just you know enjoying his elderly years somewhere. They could still do prequel movies or movies where he's in that other timeline. No, I'm not saying like again, like I'm not saying that they couldn't do it. I'm just saying I think they like there's this whole thing about like the Young Avengers cast, which I think they're gonna we'll talk about that here in a second. And uh, they're bringing in you know new characters with like Shang Chi and everything. And I just I I think and hope kind of like Tim was saying that they are starting to move forward. And I think they're gonna move away from like trying to go back to these old characters that have already you know had their way more than their share of the spotlight. I hope so. Um, I think the only exception to that is in a movie like Doctor Strange where you have the multiverse going on. You might see a few cameos in there of random people that are like supposed to be dead. Like I wouldn't be surprised if Black Widow pops up on screen for a second to have some sort of interaction with one character or another. Um, even would, RDJ. Yeah, or even Robert Downey Jr. I wouldn't be surprised if that happened. Uh, I think I would be surprised if they if it was a permanent addition, you know, like if they brought them all back and then they're just here again. That's why I hope, like, you know, like as much as I would love to have Robert Downey Jr. back as Iron Man. Of course. It's t- time to move on. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I hope that they are with Ironheart and everything else that they got planned. Like, I hope, I hope they legitimately are moving on. You know, we'll see. There's 22 movies of Robert Downey Jr. being great. If you want to have your nostalgia pop, go back and rewatch them. But, you know, new stories, new characters. That's what I feel the MCU needs moving forward. Yeah, At mm-hmm. least to keep people like me that have been on board because, you know, like I watched Iron Man in 20 in 2008, you know, and in 2020 or in 2019, they wrapped up the stories. You know, it's like, it's been, you know, I'm on, I've, been on, I've been on the board for 11 years. You know, like I'm ready to see new stuff. Right. Yeah. Uh, speaking of new stuff, um, we can start taking a look at the road ahead now. Um, so the first, or I guess the next big thing coming up is Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Uh, it's releasing on Disney Plus on March 19th. So really only a couple of weeks away. Mm-hmm. Uh, what do you guys, where do you think this storyline will start? Uh, in relation to everything else going on in the MCU, and what do you think it'll like cover in the first season? It's I think it's going to be just like WandaVision. I think it's going to be in the same time period, like overlapping. Yeah, I think I think it's going to be, um, you know, weeks after the events of Endgame. You know, at at most a, a couple months, and then it's just going to be them working together as superheroes agents i don't you know i i'm not really sure where they're gonna go it looked like a top gun trailer (laughs) so i don't want it to be like this buddy cop action flick show where like uh falcon has to you know take up the burden of being now captain america and sort of kind of needs bucky's help along the way it's kind of what i want Mm -hmm. i don't know like who I don't know enough about both characters. I know that they both in their own respective comics did take up the cap, the Captain America mantle. Um, but, you know, obviously they're going with Falcon in the MCU. So, you know, I want to see Falcon do like embrace his Captain American-ness. So um, whatever that means for going forward. Obviously, you know, he's going to be different than Chris Evans, but, you know, He'll have Bucky there to help him, just like Chris did. Yeah, right. 
And uh, I think this came up in casual conversation when we were chatting the other night. But, you know, at the end of Endgame, uh, Captain America passed along his shield to Falcon. And there's it's kind of a bit up in the air as to like whether that was symbolic, whether that meant that he's officially the the new guy, like he's assuming assuming the throne of Captain America, or or what's going on there. What who do you get? Who if anybody do you think will carry the shield going forward? I think it's gonna be Falcon. It's so my my theory is that it's either gonna be Falcon or it's going to be a third person that we don't know yet from the comics um, that will have, you know, like that super soldier serum in them and end up taking the mantle. Or they'll do like the anti-Captain America and he'll take the shield and then turn evil or something. You know, like, uh, they could go a lot of ways. I, I hope, out of the two of them, I hope it's Falcon. I mean, I can totally see them, you know, like I said, I, I wanted the body cop action flick, you know, Falcon taking up the responsibility of Captain America, but I can totally see the show being about them two arguing over which one should take up the mantle as Captain America. But I'm pretty sure at the end of Endgame, like... Bucky, Bucky knew what kinda, was happening. Bucky, Bucky kind of, like, tells him to go yeah. talk to Steve and take the shield. He kind of, like, almost, like, says like no i don't want that responsibility you take it yeah i'm not worthy of that it's all yeah. you bud yeah like, there's a moment between the two where like anthony mackie's characters looks at bucky and it's just kind of like Are you going and he's just like nah that's you bro yeah that's all you i don't want none of that i think he still doesn't think you know like he he still has that like i'm a bad person mindset even though he was mind controlled. Yeah. <clears throat> I mean, dude still did a lot of crap. Sure. It's true. Uh, and I guess uh, the last thing with his storyline is that he can, he now does. There was a line, I think it was in Silver War, where I think he says, I remember everything. So, I mean, like, he, he knows what he did, all of it. Yeah. He can actually remember anything. It's not like he was just brainwashed and completely just, you know, he, he wasn't in control of his actions, though. It's like right. he, he was a passenger and there was another personality driving, basically. Right. Uh, so with this series coming up, uh, any hopeful crossovers or anything that you think will pop up? I mean, I, I would like to see a crossover, you know, from any of the big characters. Like, it'd be cool if the Hulk showed like up at in, some point. In Winter Soldier show? Yeah. Well, yeah. Mm-hmm. It'd be cool to see that. Rhodey, I'm sure, would probably pop up. I, I hope so, because in one division, everything was kind of contained in the hex and whatnot. Whereas, yeah. like, that's not going to be the case for this show. Um, gotcha. So, but I would mean anybody would be cool. Yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. any any of the big names would be pretty great. Well, I guess we will see. Does anyone know? I, I guess this is going to be like another like nine, tep- ten episode thing. Yeah, I don't know uh, if they've actually said anything about it. Yeah, I know very little about. Um, I didn't even know the name of the show. And is, is it called just Falcon Winter Soldier? Falcon and the Winter Soldier, yeah. Yeah. Um, and that's purposefully because I don't really like with those kind of things. I don't really want. I want to know as little as possible. I really just want to know. Like, I did the same thing with WandaVision. 
um, the, you know, just because you know, I want to protect, you know, the integrity of me watching it. Mm-hmm. Um, really, I just need to know the date when it's coming out. I don't even know what, what is the, is there another show announced after? Captain so I think Loki is after that. Okay. Everything after that doesn't actually have like a for sure date. It's got like a, a general time frame window of like it's supposed to come out like fall of this year or like early 22. Um, the only thing on the upcoming on the Marvel uh, roadmap ahead uh, is the Falcon and the Winter Soldier. But Loki has trailers, which is why I believe like that's clearly the next thing that's going to come out. Right. Um, and so with the other shows, um, since we're already still talking about Disney Plus, uh, like Cody said, there's Loki. And then after that's What If? And the other one that's kind of out there is Hawkeye. Right. Um, and so with Loki, um, I was trying to look a little bit about these up and because I honestly didn't like kind of like Tim was saying, I didn't really know much and I don't tend to look into it, especially I don't like to go down the like conspiracy comic book rabbit holes. Yeah. And try to like decipher like wait what's going to go in because I'd, I'd rather just watch it. Yeah. Well, then I get myself hyped up for stuff. You get that hyped up and then happen. it doesn't happen and then yeah. Um, but the general like synopsis for Loki is series takes place after Avengers Endgame, which saw Loki steal the Tesseract during the 2012 events of Avengers, um, when Robert Downey Jr. or Iron Man and I think it was Ant Man go back in time and are trying to um, you know do the time heist thing and collect the stones. Yeah. Um, and so they kind of messed up there and Loki kind of like piffs off. Um, so this kind of follows um, in the series, you know, uh, with Loki using the Tesseract to travel through time and I guess just causing mischief, altering human history. Yeah. Um, and then becoming <laughs> some kind of time agent or something like they hmm. capture him and then he has to work for them. Who's them? Uh, it was Owen Wilson. Huh? He was in wow. like a prison jumpsuit in an elevator and Owen Wilson was just like talking to him and then it looked like he was doing secret agent stuff. I didn't even know Owen Wilson was in the show. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Wow. Interesting. So yeah, that's uh that it has definitely has the most out there with trailers and content uh and description and everything. So that's probably gonna be the next one up. Um, what if is something I, I saw the logo pop up a few times on a couple of Disney pluses, like, you know, press releases. Um, but I didn't really know what it was about, uh, until I looked it up the other day. Uh, and so it's the upcoming animated series. I'll oh. take a look at alternate scenarios based on characters and events from Marvel's first 23 MCU movies, which together make up the infinity saga. The show is one of eight MCU TV series headed to Disney Plus and is the only one that's animated. Yeah, also, I don't think it's like a, a canonical thing. I think it's literally just a what if. Right, like I think it's like a fun thing. Yeah. Like, I think it's almost like even geared towards like kids. Like I think it's just like an animated Yeah, it's just like, just what if cool Loki was Iron Man? Like, it, like it's just weird stuff like that. Mm-hmm. What if Loki was Iron Man? <laughs> it does look cool. Uh, I mean, I'll watch it. Honesty, yeah, no, yeah, yeah. I don't think there's a single thing that Marvel could put out that I would not at least try it. Yeah. Um, I mean, I always say, like, with every movie, I'm always like, this is where I get off the Marvel train. This is where I get off the Marvel train. And then <laughs> the next thing comes out, and I'm like, well, I should probably check it out. Let me see what it's like. Yeah. Like, I had no desire to watch WandaVision, and I just I watched all nine episodes. I so. legitimately forgot it was coming out. And then yeah. it was like, there's that oh, too. yeah, it's out. Okay, I guess I'll watch it. 
Um, I got to say, though, out of everything, like, I have nothing against Loki as a character. I would never, like, I thought he was a cool addition to, like, the Thor, you know, group of people. Mm. Um, But I never would have, like, said, hey, you should make a whole series just on Loki. Yeah, I don't, not not saying that it won't be good. It might be awesome for all I know. Um, And the what if is, you know, just kind of its own fun little thing. Um, I'm actually honestly excited about Hawkeye. Um, from what I looked it up, uh, it says the series is expected to follow Clint as he trains Kate Bishop to become the new Hawkeye. The show is also expected to examine Clint's time as Ronan, um, who he performed uh, as during the the blip time period between Infinity War and Endgame. I think that's um, going to be flashbacks. I'm sure it is, but I'm still it's still going to be awesome to see yeah. it though. It's even if it's like a PTSD flashback of I, Clint. That's what like, I think it's going to oh, be. Crap. It's like he's going to be training her and then maybe she hits him or something and he like snaps. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So I, I'm excited about this. Uh, and so, and another one of the reasons I'm excited about it is that Kate Bishop along with uh, I think the two kids of Wanda, the daughter of Ant-Man and I'm forgetting the rest. Anyway, those, that, that group makes up like a group of kids that I guess in the comics are called or referred to as the Young Avengers. And so for a long time running, it's been like a theory that like the Disney Plus shows are kind of one by one building up these background characters. They're actually all going to come together at some point in the future and form like a, I don't think it'll be a movie. I think it'll be its own TV uh, show. Yeah. Like, you know, on like Netflix, when Netflix was doing uh, Marvel stuff for that short while before Disney was like, eh, no, nah, no, nah, we're going to want that back. Yeah. Um, oh, they did the uh, speaking like of which, they got rights to some of that. Oh, did they? Yeah, I think they got the rights for um, Jessica Jones and Daredevil back, or maybe it was Punisher. Oh, dude, I would, I would kill to have another scene of the Punisher. That was I can't, I can't awesome. remember. Yeah, don't quote me on that yet. But I, I saw the other day that they did buy or get the rights for two of those shows. Okay. Disney or Netflix? Disney did. Netflix. Disney got what? the rights for the Netflix shows. Those characters. Oh, so you're saying Disney has the ability to make shows on them now? Yes. Well, I think Disney always did. They just loaned out the rights to Netflix because they didn't really want to do anything with the characters, but I think they got them all back now. It was it was similar to the Fox thing where Netflix uh, very intelligently bought the rights to the characters before Disney could buy them back. Oh, okay. I guess I missed that thing. Because back before, you know, when Disney and Marvel, uh, before they had their big partnership, Marvel was broke like they weren't doing too hot uh but anyway so the whole point of bringing the whole netflix thing up was you know they did you know the the daredevil um the punisher um all uh, jessica jones and then they brought them all together to make the defenders which was its own little you know mini series or whatever which in my opinion wasn't the great it wasn't but anyway i think that's what they're doing here i think they're building up these like these kids one at a time in all these different disney plus shows and then they're gonna pull them all together and do like a young avengers series the problem I mean, I, I hope they do. The problem I have with that is that Kate Bishop and Wanda's children are, are the closest in age. Like, uh, but Ant-Man's daughter didn't blip. Like, she aged five years. So she was a teenager at an end game. An end game. I think Kate Bishop's a, uh, t- like a, on the younger end, but I think she's a teenager too, isn't she? I think I don't know. She might have been like twelve or something. But all three of his kids were really young, and they all blipped with his wife. 
Because I remember at the, the cutscene at the very beginning of Endgame, they were they was... were shooting arrows, right? Right. But she seemed like she was like thirteen. Yeah, I don't... twelve, thirteen. Yeah. Huh. Yeah, I don't. I don't anyway. know. It, maybe she's closer to Ant Man's daughter. But like Wanda's kids, uh, whatever. They can age themselves. I was gonna Let's say, say I, they can my argument's invalid. Them. Never mind. <laughs> uh. But anyway, it's just a theory. You know, they might not even do any of that. So it's uh, at the very least, I I really like Hawkeye's character. I like oh, yeah. the whole. Um, you I know, like Jeremy Renner. He's a great actor. Yeah. So I'm I'm excited to see it, regardless of whether it's primarily him, uh, and then it just has Kate Bishop developing as a character in the background, um, or or what it is. Um, I'm excited for it. So. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but I think as far as confirmed things within the short-term window that's it for disney plus shows there's a lot more out there but they're like down the pipeline into like 22 23 yeah um the marvel movies coming up uh ones maybe coming to theaters and then probably coming to oh, disney plus are. for the uh coming to disney plus for the like the premium you know 1999 24.99 whatever it is yeah cost to stream from home uh i got black widow shang chi and the legend of the ten rings Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness and Thor: Love and Thunder. Technically, Spider Man Two, or well, Spider Man Three, Spider Man as well, uh, but it's technically a Sony movie, even though it's part of the MCU. Yeah, and what's weird is so uh, I, I had this like a moment the other day, uh, or I guess it was last week when I was going on rewatching a bunch of the Marvel movies, just kind of in the background while I was doing some work, and I was like, "Yeah, I'll turn on Spider Man," and I was like, "Oh, that's right." <laughs> Even though it's in the same universe, yeah. it's uh, still not owned by Disney. So, um, yeah, no, I'm excited for that one as well. Um, but I just don't. Um, I'm super excited for that one. I think it's really funny how all over the place the conspiracies are for what that timeline is going to be. Like everyone thought that it was going to be like a hundred different people were going to be in that movie, and then like ah, no, 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 those people. Well, look, Disney is notorious. Marvel is notorious for like leaking stuff and then being like no no that's true and then it's totally true and then they're also notorious for leaking stuff and then it being like yeah to- we told you it wasn't true so right hard to tell who knows uh so yeah so i think the I forgot to look up the actual official date um but black widow i think is the next movie coming it's out it's may 5th Oh, okay, there we go. Yeah. <clears throat> and Supposedly. Then, right. Uh, subject to change as everything else is nowadays. Um, and then I think following that, I think the next thing is Shang-Chi. It's either Shang-Chi or Doctor Strange. I think it's Doctor Strange. I say, I'm pretty sure it's Doctor Strange. Yeah. Okay. I haven't, cause I think Shang-Chi is going to be like the end of I'm 2022 or 23. Fairly certain Doctor Strange is coming out around the holiday season. Okay. Yeah, like so I'm pretty Snape, sure Shang-Chi it's, it's Black, Black like Widow, Black Widow, Doctor Strange, Spider Man, Captain Marvel, then maybe Shang Chi. I think. Again, I have no idea because yeah. I don't really pay attention. <laughs> or yeah, maybe so it's I, Thor. Yeah, I, I really don't know. I was pulling the these movies off of Disney's like official press release for like the future timeline of their movies, which of course Spider Man, which one appear on because you know it's not owned by Disney. Yeah. Um, and so the reason I didn't put Captain Marvel two on here was because it wasn't even on there. This is like the most recent one. 
So I don't know if that was just something that they recently decided to like speed no. up and start um, putting more so in the works. Doctor Strange actually has to come out in March, a year from now, March 25th, 2022 is the tentative release okay. date. Okay. Okay. I could have sworn it was 2021. Yeah. Um, At some no point idea. it was. Yeah. It's honestly, it could have been. Wait, no. Shang-Chi, this was supposed to be this year because we, we did the Metacritic thing on it. It's supposed oh, to come out we this did. year. You're right. You're You're 100% right. You guys it's had to doubt myself. It's supposed to come out this year, at least. Yeah, supposedly. I was right, Christian. <sighs> you're you're usually right. That's not always true. <laughs> uh, anyway, um, you know, I mean, we've kind of we a lot of stuff with WandaVision, of course, is going to tie into Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. Still, don't know a ton, really, anything more about Shang Chi other than like the base, the like kind of loose tie-in to the last. Uh, Iron Man movie with Tony Stark's kidnapping and the uh, encounter with the Ten Rings organization. Um, the Thor: Love and Thunder movie was the one that like. You see think... pictures of Natalie Portman. She's all jacked now. Yeah, well... she put on some weight and muscle no. to good for her. Thor. So the the first movie, the Thor movie or whatever, like I thought it wasn't like perfect, but I enjoyed it. The second one, I thought it was too dark, almost went like a DC route. And then Thor Ragnarok, I freaking loved it. Choice. Best one out of the three. Absolutely. Easily, hands down. And then I thought that I was like, okay, cool. This is going to be, um, what's the director's name? Like, uh, Tiki Watiti. Taika Watiti. Yeah, that guy. Yeah, anyway, he's super cool. Uh, I love uh, his, them all. But I think any movie that I've ever seen that he's directed, I've loved. Um, including the uh, the really depressing one. What was it? The um, Treasure Rabbit. There we go. Oh, that actually was really good. <laughs> and it was um, really depressing. But, yeah. So anyway, I, I really love the route that it was going. And to be I have nothing against a female Thor at all. I just don't know if Natalie Portman. Was I've, I, the only time I've ever really liked Natalie Portman uh, that I can out of the like pull out of my brain is star wars and even then meh yeah well now she can beat you up because she's jack dude that i mean that, that's man great good for her I, like I, like i said i got nothing ag- against her personally i just don't enjoy I'm her you hate natalie portman that's what i'm hearing i'm hearing you hate natalie portman she's kind of the the worst kind of the worst no i'm just kidding i uh and so the one another like plot hole potential thing here is that you know mjolnir is is exploded at this point in the timeline yep and the only reason it was in endgame is because of course um but did Bro- thor ever give it back roman thor went back in time and and brought it with him back to present day to use it uh in the big battle and then when Captain America brought the stones back, he also brought Mjolnir back. So it still doesn't exist in the current timeline. So yeah. I'm curious as to like how Mjolnir is just going to manifest and she's going to be able to wield it. Uh, my my like innate ability to call stupid crap uh, is is tingling, and I I really think they're just gonna they're gonna pull Peter Dinklage's character out again, and they're gonna be like, yeah, we figured out how to get like the lead gauntlets off of him and he was he just made a new one the dwarf on the uh like the the star um, or whatever star yeah 
according to IMDb, Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings is set to come out on July 9th. Oh, well, there you not go. one trailer yet. I've not heard a single thing. Yeah, and I mean, like, I mean, here we are a couple weeks removed from Falcon and the Winter Soldier, and I mean, there's trailers, but nothing like extensive. Like, I like, there's not a lot out there. I mean, um, no, I think it was kind of similar something. for. Yeah, but I mean, so what is it? March, and that's you said. What was the date, Tim? For what? Chang Chi. Chang. Yeah. Oh, July 9th. So I mean, we've got a bit. You know, that's that's about what four or five months. Yeah, so. I don't know. It Hollywood bugs me, like. <laughs> Like I, the fact that we had trailers for A Quiet Place two like a year and a half ago, and that movie's still not at, like doesn't have a release date, an official release date yet. Like I think it's I mean, supposed to maybe come out in May now. I don't know. Or granted, August. I think a lot of that has direct relation to COVID. Sure. I mean, sure. I, I but... nothing. You know, obviously, stuff happened. Mm-hmm. We're in a weird place. But you like, say it's unprecedented for one company, not <laughs> for excluding that because it's not the same company, but for Disney to be like, here's trailers for all this stuff, and then to be like, yeah, this thing comes out real soon. We're not going to tell you anything. No trailers, nothing. So, um, and then to not yeah. announce Captain Marvel. Yeah, it's just weird. Yeah. Captain Marvel 2. Oh, okay. Never mind. That has a long time before it comes out. So I looked up the updated list to try to figure it out. Mm. But yeah, Shang-Chi was actually supposed to come out. And so here's the funny part about not having a trailer. I know, you know, with COVID and everything, whatever happened. But Shang-Chi was supposed to come out in February. Oh, weird. So it's I mean, Black done. Widow was supposed to come out. It's last. done. It's done, done. It's real done. And we still don't have a trailer for it. Nope. Man, Disney. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. All right, guys. Well, would you like to add anything, any thoughts about MCU currently or the road ahead or any last little train of thoughts that you'd like to add into this conversation? Yeah, put out some damn trailers. Yeah, I mean, if you're going to put a new bunch of new stuff. Uh, I want to see it. Yeah, I want to know what it's about because I've never read the comics. So maybe that's on me. But maybe that's maybe there's a lot of casual fans that have never read comics that like the MCU. Uh, so my final thought is, hey, Disney, if you're listening to this and you're not and you're not, um, you're definitely not. Uh, I want a trailer <laughs> for Shang-Chi. Uh, yeah, I'm excited for it. But no, because I, I don't know anything cool. about this dude. It's a dude, right? Maybe. <laughs> yeah, it's a dude. I'm, I'm, I made like a real I made a real bold guess. I mean, you can look it up. It's cast. Yeah. It's done. It's done. It's they're done. done editing it. it there's it's just a file ready to go uh anyway well i hope you guys have enjoyed us ranting and raving about mcu what we've loved from the past 10 plus years uh the current goings of wandavision and what we think is going to happen in the road ahead uh next time on some kind of podcast tim will once again be your host hey uh, with a tentative uh topic of the show so more on that later it's tentative because I don't know what it is. <laughs> uh, that's going to wrap up this week's uh, episode of Some Kind of Podcast. Please make sure you like, share, and subscribe and leave a comment below. If you would like to reach out to us, you can find us on Facebook and Twitter at SKO Entertainers or visit our website www.skoentertainment.net for more information. 
also check out our twitch channel some kind of entertainment where we play games occasionally there's currently some videos getting uploaded on resident evil 6 resident evil 4 Cody, are you still doing hitman oh never mind not doing that anymore (laughs) and finally don't forget to join us next week because even on the best of days we all need some kind of entertainment thanks guys bye